Here we go with another edition of Snap Tackle. But smile, Dion. We're around to it. There we go. The yes, we are. It's fantastic. Dion's in his Xfinity Preps KC studios. I'm here overlooking, uh, you know, Union Station, downtown Kansas City. It's such a gorgeous view here at KCHB 41. Yes. In our Zoom room here uh, as we record this, looking ahead to the uh, second week is of that the, the uh, postseason. Is that the top of the Liberty Memorial? That's where you guys do your zooms from? Is that, is that what it is? That's it. Looking That's down exactly into exactly where we're at. Don't pay attention like the wall right over here. <laughs> all right, it's all legit. It's not smoke and mirrors at all on TV, okay? It's all it's all true. It's all true. Uh, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, here another Wednesday. And, um, you know, we, we, we tried to do it Wednesday mornings. And, you know, the schedule's getting away. We're now here on Wednesday evening. Um, and, and, you know, you got games on Thursday. We need to hurry and get this turned around because we have games on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. We got to get this out because people, you know, we got, that's like my radio show. It's going up. You know, if you're listening to it at four o'clock on, on ESPN, Kansas city, uh, there's going to be some things that have happened already. By the time <laughs> get to that. So it'll be on my podcast page along with this, uh, you know, up early with, along with the podcast with the coaches who are playing tomorrow night. So yeah, the weather that was expected to kind of del- deluge as we record this right now, looks like it might be out of the area by 7 38 o'clock and it just yeah. may be cold and windy at that point yeah we'll um, talk about that later on let's look back first on a uh, pretty good week a pretty good weekend of uh yeah. of uh first round football you know all things uh considered in Kansas Missouri <clears throat> before we get into any games I want to say I, I I saw Mill Valley and um Harmon play last week I just want to give a shout out to the Hawks man um that group of guys love to play football and they loved being out there before before the game, we had our music playing and everything. They're dancing, have a good time going through all their drills. Uh, during the game, they're chanting on the sidelines. They're celebrating those little wins, you know, a, a tough three, four-yard gain, a big tackle, special teams play, all that stuff. After the game, they gathered at midfield and were uh, talking with their coach and chanting and smiling and having a good time because, you yeah. know, they got, through, they got through a high school football season. It's a grind, right? No matter what the record is, it is a grind. Try getting up for a Tuesday practice in October, right? Okay, whether you're nine and zero or zero and nine, it's an accomplishment to get through a uh, high school football season. So I was kind of proud of those guys. It was another tough loss, but whatever. They they celebrated. They had so many of their parents were taking videos of them walking off, and uh, a lot of them, I'm sure, seniors walking off the field for the uh, the very last time celebrating a uh, uh getting through a season look i know they've got some negative press or some press that was i guess intended to defend them but what i've gleaned over those last couple of weeks is they didn't need defending they didn't want it no and football players they love to play and you know what we heard in uh all last week is like oh why why do we why are they playing this game why are they playing this game and you and i debated okay you know what's the value of this round and all that i learned the answer the, why are they playing this game because Harmon wanted to they yeah. wanted to play football, right? And those guys love football. It was crazy, Dion. I, I I counted up. They had 21 players carry the ball. Like literally like half their <laughs> team carried the ball. They had a number 99 carry the ball, number 68, number 50. <laughs> they just lined guys up, got them a carry in a in a great environment in the high school playoff game. I thought it was really cool and uh was was proud of proud of them uh for showing well, up playing hard and uh, loving football. To go back a week, uh, Coach Walms went out to the Rockers Park Hill game last week, and he said he was talking to some of the Rockers people who talked to some of the Harmon kids after the game, and they said that they were just thrilled to be able to play at Rockhurst and be a part of it. And after the game, he said that they that the, the Rockers people said the Harmon kids 
were as good because it was such a it was really just like a real brotherhood type atmosphere yeah. between the rockers and harmony kids and they really enjoyed it and the rockers kids embraced it and the harmony kids embraced it and, and enjoyed that night and 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 that's the that's what it's about you know we're, we it talk is. about championships and and all that kind of stuff but that's what it's about it's high school football it's supposed to be fun um you know it's a fun game you know damn it that's <laughs> absolutely and I, and, and I agree wholeheartedly I think uh, you know um I, I love you know my, my kids have got rings it's such a special thing and memories for a lifetime I, I love I love trophies and you know playing for stuff it's important and all that but you know 10 years down the road those um those Harmon stories from those yes. kids not, they're not going to be much different from the Mill Valley stories right yes they'll be talking about the the time so-and-so fell asleep on the bus or like you know the the time uh you know this or that happened in the locker room just kind of the brotherhood and the bond and all that stuff those are always the stories that you um, carry with you and always the, mm -hmm. the things that help, help, help build you. They really do more than the wins and losses. Yeah. And I think the one thing we talked about last week is, is the only difference that we would make in the playoffs is let them play maybe Turner mm. and say one of those teams could have a shot at getting a win yeah, <laughs> last like week. And that's does kind of with those 16 seeds and, you know, playing type games. And it was good. And shout out to, uh, to Joel Appleby and uh, Kelly Donahoe for it's, it's a tough situation for them, right. Managing, yes. you know, it, strike the balance between okay getting guys ready and getting your one some reps but also being good sports and they struck the balance perfectly both times and it was uh it was cool i mean both i mean i mean mill valley fans cheering for uh first downs for uh for Harmon, and uh no it was, it, was a, it was a great high school atmosphere and i just wanted to shout out the uh the Harmon hawks uh, a lot and, of good and uh keith o'neill their coach uh, players that love playing football last week keith so. o'neill their their coach and their ad They've done a fantastic job rebuilding that program basically from nothing because they didn't really play for two years. All right, let's get to it. Oh, uh, last week on the uh, Missouri side, I guess we, we go to the Park Hill District, right? Park yeah. Hill and Park Hill South <laughs> going on the road. And uh, you, you call them co coin flip games, but yeah. you know more than most of us, Dion. I think a lot of people thought Staley and Rockhurst would roll in those games. I, you know, I, I, I knew they'd be close. Um, I really like Park Hill South's chances. Uh, because they were playing so well right now and, and they were and and park hill had just been snake bitten and they you know they've been in games and, and come up short and, and given up a lot of points but this time they they were able to get those last uh, few points on the board and uh, make the interception there at the end and kendra bell had another huge night uh, for park hill in, in a back and forth game and uh you know and, and from what uh, coach walms was telling me rock's a year away um their athletes still need to grow up a little bit and he goes there are a ton of juniors um that team will be pretty good next year then a Park Hill South and Staley. Staley's a young team too, uh, and they had maybe not overachieved, but maybe arrived a little sooner uh, than some had thought with their seven and two record. But it's tough to beat a team two times in one season. Uh, there's no doubt in that. And, and Park Hill South, Briggs Bartosh. You want to talk Simone? You know, talk to Simone guys. Kendrick Bell, yeah, Briggs Bartosh. Yeah, he was Bartosh. a guy coming into the season, but then maybe kind of got uh, lost in the shuffle with some other good seasons by some other players. But he's a heck of a player. Well, and he, you know, he started out as a tailback and then the, you know, they, he did much like his sophomore year, he slid over to quarterback. He's been healthy all year long. He had six touchdowns last week, five rushing Amazing. Uh, or five, five, was it five? Yeah. Five uh, throwing one rushing. So he's a dual threat guy. We know Kendrick Bell's been doing all season long and uh, those two teams will play in one semifinal blue spring South and uh, Liberty North will play in the other. And uh, you know, blue spring South and Liberty North have been playing as well as anybody uh, down the last uh, stretch, the last team to beat blue spring South was Liberty North and they beat them quite easily. <laughs> there yeah. was 28 to nothing in the first but quarter. But it's cool. I was going to bring up uh, the Jaguars next, Blue Springs South. If they're not 
not just a good little feel-good story, right? Bouncing back yeah. from was it a winless season? One, one. Yeah, they were zero and ten last year, one and one and nine the year before. Yeah, they won. Mean, they'd won four they, games. They've gone the past the Cinderella part. They're now into okay. That's a good team part of the story. Yeah, they are, and and um, I I think they're on the outside looking in with Liberty North. But you got to play the game. I mean, yeah. they get a second shot at them, so the 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 wonder is off of that. But you know, Liberty North's a really good football team. You know, I kind of was talking with some coaches today in class six, I think, and we can jump over to the other district with Ray Peck beating Joplin um, and Lee Summit West, who is not a very good team beating um, Springfield Kickapoo. Not, not very good wins wise. I think like two wins. Right. That if you wanted to go and head rank teams at the end of the season, it might, if my ballot might be CBC and nine Kansas city teams. <laughs> right. Legitimately. Yeah. Because even if you look at a team like Lee Summit, that's a pretty good football team. Um, you know, and they they beat Staley early on. I mean, you know, Staley's a good football team. Ray Peck decided to play enough defense to get a win, and they'll find out this week when they play Nixon. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's get to this week. I'm uh, I'm, I'm raring to go here. We'll start with your uh, Remax Big Three games of the week, and we'll start on the uh, Missouri side. You've got, I believe, a uh, Platt County and yep. Oak Park in a rematch, Dion. Yes. All the all the games in Class Five. We have three Class Five Big Three games this week. All of them are rematches from earlier in the season. Um, the Big Three, and then you throw in Raytown, Raytown South is the fourth game. That's always a rematch because they play every year. Uh, and so all these games are rematches. Platte County, Oak Park. Oak Park was you know playing really well, and Platte County had yet to kind of get things going when they played the first time around. Uh, it's tough to play a Platte County team twice in one season, uh, and it's it's going to be interesting. Now, Oak, Oak Park's a good football team, and they run the ball, and they are tough defensively they're big and physical on the offensive line coach Jude told me he goes uh, you know they're bigger than us on the offensive line we've got to figure out a way yeah. to win that offensive line yeah um all right so that's going to be on the missouri side stay on the missouri side uh you've got uh what is it north kansas city at fort osage why'd you pick this yes one? The, the other side of that bracket just another great rematch here uh fort won 25 14 the first time around uh, they are playing as well as anybody. They look like the team that I think that I think a lot of people thought started the season where they were ranked as high as two or three in the state, uh, a team that could win a state championship. North Kansas City got their offense going a little bit last week against the St. Joe Central team, 134-28 in overtime. Um, if they can get some offense, they're a dangerous team. That's where their struggles have been all season, is, is have maintaining that that offensive edge. And uh, that's if they can, this will be a really good football game. If not, the, they could find themselves down you know, a couple touchdowns again. Yeah. Uh, staying in Class 5, you've got Green Valley and Belton. <clears throat> Man, Green Valley rolled over Belton the first time around. Could it be different this one? I think so. Uh, Geo Mack, the quarterback from Belton, finally got on the field a couple weeks ago for the first time. Um, they're getting healthy at Belton. Uh, Coach Vaughn was saying that they were playing a third-string freshman Mike linebacker mm. when they played Green Valley. So they were really just all over the place and, and uh, you know, not, you know, they built some depth now with that, but they're more back to the team they were. We saw them take Carney to the limits a couple weeks ago uh, in the last week of the season. So I think this is a, a definitely, they, the, uh, Green Valley is the favorite. They they like Fort Osage from about week three on have been dominant, but Belton is ready to show a little better than they did first time around. So there's a lot of motivation there. And um, two teams know each other, respect each other. Uh, and they've played a lot in the regular season the last few years. So, uh, it's just it, it's it's the playoffs and it's going to be tough to get those wins. Yeah. Uh, switch over to Kansas now. I like this one on the Kansas side. It's going to be the uh, Spectrum Sports Game of the Week on yeah, Thursday night. Thursday night. <clears throat> it, was it always Thursday? No, it it, it wasn't. It, it was, was a Friday. Friday Thursday. It's Blue Valley, Adelaide, the West. I mean, 
watch out. Over under on this game might be a hundred points. Well, I talked when we were talking to Terrell. I go, you, you guys are combined for hundred. He goes, are we going to give up a hundred? Well, I hope not. I said, no, <laughs> combined for hundred. He goes, he goes, well, I know they can put fifty. He goes, I don't know if we can put fifty. <laughs> So no, late the West has been just outstanding offensively, but they can give up some points. Oh yeah, they can get they can get some shootouts. So, uh, you know, John Price and and that uh, Blue Valley offense has looked better. They had a, the kid that stepped in, the seniors um, stepped in and played running back for them when Price went down a couple weeks ago through the game winning pass against. Uh, so they've got good depth. They've got two good tailbacks now who are ready to roll, um, and so that's really going to be their best chance to kind of keep that late the West offense off the field. But Mason McGavern. They can score from anywhere, and they usually do it running the ball. They break open big, long runs all the time. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to watching that on Thursday night. All right, that's in 6A. Down in 5A, you have Bishop Miege and Eudora, and you might think, okay, it's just a you know private school where they're going to run through 4A. But Eudora made this one close last year, Dion. Yeah. I know Miege is better, but, but Eudora's uh, better. <laughs> they got their attention last year. Yeah, and Eudora's better too. And, and uh, these two teams, you know, the, the the question on this is, and Eudora, I think, because the the, the one thing that Miege has is the depth. They don't have a lot of guys bo- going both ways. Is how does Eudora do with that in the third and fourth quarter? That's where Miege and, and St. James and Aquinas generally will pull away mm-hmm. from the Eudoras and the Lewisburgs. This year, Eudora and Lewisburg are closer to the privates as they've as they've been in a long time. Um, and I think, you know, I remember a few years ago, Paola got to the semifinals against Miege, and they were without their quarterback and they really had no chance going in to even keep it close. I mean, they, they were banged up, but I think this Eudora game is very interesting. Um, and it's, it's going to be a fun one. And they've got the athletes at Eudora that can, that can go. They've got some big time athletes. They got Arkansas commit. Uh, so it's not just, you know, it's not a Eudora team from years ago. This is a mm. Drew Stefan, the, the new first year coach has really done a fantastic job with them picking up where Sean Hayden, who's now assistant principal there left off. They, they, they worked together and it's still working on this, on this team. It's crazy, uh, you know. The uh, it seems like Eudora always has one or two D one athletes every year. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how far they make the playoffs, always good athletes uh, out there in Eudora. I kind of stay in that neck of the woods. All right, you had three class five games on the Missouri side. You have a four A, six A, and now a five A game on the Kansas side. Spring Hill at DeSoto. What do you make of that? Uh, one? A fun game. We talked with Coach King, and um, you know they used to play all the time when they were in the Frontier League. Uh, they know each other well. Coach Feedback and Coach King are friends. And he's like, he goes, it's, it, yeah, they want to run the ball. We want to run the ball. Um, the, the look on Coach King's face was he's excited about this game because it's a playoff game. They want to go. But he, they like Spring Hill. They know they're going to get a good game in the competition. Uh, it's fun when guys know each other and like each other. The staffs like each other because they want to go compete. And, and so they have that little chirp on, on their buddies. And, and then, but, but Spring Hill is a younger team this year, just as DeSoto was to start the year. Uh, and they've come a long way, especially in the last few weeks. All right, let's run through the brackets here. Um, as we got done with the uh, Remax Big Three games of the week on both sides of the state or both sides of the line. Uh, let's go Aquinas and St. James, Aquinas to Lewisburg, St. James to Atchison. These are all road trips for the Catholic schools, but do you see any problem there in the I would Saints s- and the uh Thunder advancing and meeting each other next week? I, I'm curious to see the Lewisburg, both those games. I think they've got their interesting matchups in the sense that Lewisburg is a lot better. And, and, and like I said, it's closer to, to Aquinas in that sense. Uh, and then Atchison, this is the best Atchison team we've had in a long time. They're, they're tailback undefeated. Is undefeated. Their tailback is a load. 5'10", 215, 220. See him on film. He is a is a wrecking ball. So uh, it's going to play right in the strength of St. James. Their defense is their strength and their defensive line. Uh, so it's going to be a good matchup there. 
Uh, I, you know, I think both those teams will come out of that, but I think that uh, it's going to be a tough physical game for both St. Thomas Aquinas and St. James. Yeah, St. James and Aquinas would play each other if they got back. I'm curious to see, though, you know, these these 4A schools have lived with uh, Miege for a long time and now St. James for a few years now. They're they're pulling up their their, their britches here. They're they're yeah. not they're not intimidated anymore by, <laughs> no. by the three boys. Not at all. Uh, all right, up in five A. Um, I'm curious. We talked to Soto Spring Hill, uh, Sumner Pittsburgh. It's been a nice story for Sumner so far yeah. this season. Uh, can it continue against a Pittsburgh team? Might be favored in this game, but it's you know um, <clears throat> they play in the southeast part of the state. You never know kind of the, the competition they're playing. Yeah, they're they're a flexbone team, and and uh, Sumner hasn't seen that all season. But they've got Antonio Harrison, outstanding back for them, had 422 yards and seven touchdowns last week, and their 47-42 went over over Topeka West, and um, they've got a great identity. And uh, you know, like I I said something to Andrew Rad, I said it's not a one man show, but you've got a, sh- a man who could put on a show. And yeah. He's like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, I'd say Sumner's a little un- undermanned here in this game, but they're hosting a second straight playoff game, and that says. A lot about where that program it is. Right. Uh, Mill Valley, Blue Valley Southwest hosting um, Mill Valley hosting Shawnee Heights, Blue Valley Southwest going to Emporia. See those two 5A powers moving on, Blue Valley Southwest. And Mill I think Valley. so. I think so. Emporia gave up, scored a lot of points last week against Highland Park, but they gave up 64. Yeah. I don't think they're scoring 83 against Blue Valley South- Southwest, uh, and, and Blue Valley Southwest can put up points. So um, Blue Valley Southwest in the right spot of the, of the bracket, and they're doing what they do this time of year. They're taking that EKL experience. And they're really healthy as they've been this time of year. So they're really uh, leaning on that hard. Yeah. Kansas Class 6A on the east side is wild, man. There, that, there's there's some games I'd go back and forth on. Of the eight teams left on the east side, man, I can make a case for like six of them getting to the state championship game. Oh, yeah. Only the North Blue Valley West. I mean, seed-wise, North's a big favorite. But this game, this could go out of the wire. This has been a, a, a game a couple of years ago. Uh, when North won the state championship game with Arlen and Bruce West had them on the ropes yep. um, and looked like they were going to get them in the, in the quarterfinal game. And uh, I tell you, West has, has maybe at times looked not disappointing, but just up and down, I think is a better way to put it, but they're playing really well right now. They handled Shawnee mission Northwest pretty easily uh, last time. So it, that's a definitely a game that I think is going to be a fun one. That one's staying on Friday night. Uh, Gardner Edgerton, Blue Valley Northwest, also staying on a Friday night. Hey, what Gardner Edgerton says, bring the rain, right? We're, we're running the flex <laughs> ball. We'll run the ball uh, 100% of the time against uh, a good running team, Blue Valley Northwest, but a spread team as well. A little uh, different styles there. I could see both those teams playing on the final Saturday. I, I can too. Uh, and, and we know Blue Valley Northwest knows how to get there. And there's something to be said for that. And yep. you, you know, you know how it is it, it, it being, you know, having kids who play at Mill Valley. When they when you start to do it over and over, kids are dumb. They don't know they're not supposed to be. They're not as good as they exactly. were last year. <laughs> it, 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 they don't know they're supposed to stop winning. And, yes. Uh, Teams thing. that win usually win because they think it's like what they're expected to do. And they cannot play as well in the regular season and say, oh, well, it's that time again. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's time to start playing. Not that Blue Valley Northwest did that, but I like their DNA. Um, I like Gardner. Jesse Owens done a fantastic job. Uh, with that program and, and they've they've got a real identity in what they do at Gardner and and you know that town loves its football uh so it's that's going to be a fun one yeah. on Friday night and then a sneaky great game here I just really like is Olathe South and Olathe Northwest that was always going to be on a Thursday correct yeah so that's on Thursday as well what the Ravens are quite made the quietest six and three team in in the city we never talk about them 
but they're six and three. They got a couple good wins on the season. Tough loss to Olathe South earlier in there, but that was on September 16th. I think this <laughs> is a lifetime game. ago. It's a lifetime ago. Uh, no, and you know their new and coach. South, I mean, they, they got by Blue Valley North, but it was close. The one thing that that Northwest has done, and um, Coach Hafner that was there before, he did a good job, and Lauren Clark took over uh, for him, uh, who's on staff, and and they've continued to do is when you want to be a good program, you got to beat the teams you should beat. Yeah, that's the first thing you got to do, and 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 play tough with the teams that are equal to you. And you know they played tough with Olathe uh, West and lost. You know, first week of the season, they got blown out by Mill Valley. They beat Free State, which is at the time maybe didn't look like a great win, but it was very good going down. Then they took care of Olathe, Shawnee Mission East, Shawnee Mission West, Shawnee Mission North, and then Wyandotte last week. So, and, and, and blowout scores, not like just getting by those teams. So that's really says a lot about their ability to take care of what they need to take care of. Now's the big step. Here's an Olathe South team that's that's been good and 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 has won a lot of games, just like you. I mean, they, they, they won a lot of games too. But that, now you yeah, take well, a little step up. Too. Yeah, you take a little step up and 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 hats off to that coaching staff for what they've yeah. done there at Olathe. All the Olathe schools are are pretty good. We we haven't talked about Olathe East very much this year, uh, but that's a pretty solid football team too, And they, yeah. even though they're done already. Agreed. Hey, over in the, the big class in Missouri, let's take a look at some of these matchups here. We talked briefly about Liberty North, Blue Springs South. I mean, when was there a bigger game in the Park Hill School District than this one here in the second round of the playoffs, Park Hill South and Park Hill? Yeah, they. I mean, they they played last year, uh, but I think this year it's even better uh, because – Was it in this round last year? Yeah, it was in this round last year. Well, then last uh, when, year is the answer to my question. Well, here's the thing, though. I think it's bigger this year because last year Park Hill South was kind of out there by themselves. They were the one seed. This year it's a, it's a toss-up. Yeah. It was a seven-point game back and forth the first time around. They are, they both pulled upsets to get there. I think last year was chalk yeah. to get there. So that says a lot right there. I think that's what builds that anticipation, especially with the regular season game, which last year when they played in the playoffs, they hadn't played in a couple of years. And, you know, it was, it was kind of new again for, you know, you think about it. If you don't play a team for three years, that's almost a whole high school class that goes through and doesn't understand yeah. what that's about. Uh, so this is what it's about for them and uh, doing really good things there. And, and uh, no, I think it's going to be a really, a really good game. What about the bottom side of that bracket? At least some of North's got some landmines to get through to get back to the state championship game. Well, they get at least some West again. Um, and then possibly Nixa if Ray Peck doesn't knock them off. I got a feeling Ray Peck's going to knock them off. I just, yeah, I, I could definitely. I, I'm going to go so far as to say, much like Joplin the week before, Nixa hasn't seen receivers like they're going to see in Jaden Doss and Jaden Redell. Probably not. No, I don't think, yeah. There aren't many teams out there that have seen those. There, there aren't many D1 Unless power you're playing five like teams. Houston or uh, yeah, Miami. <laughs> no, you're not going to see those type of receivers. And if Ray Peck can get up and, and keep the stagger going, yes, their defense is challenged. They are going to give up some points. But I think that's another team that's DNA has been make deep runs in the playoffs the last three, four years. And so that's that's what they're used to doing. And I think these kids, have they turned it on last week. And I think now they're, they they have embraced the underdog role and they are loving it. Yeah. Over Missouri class five, I feel like we've broken down all Pretty the much games everything. minus, <laughs> well, we have Raytown and Raytown South. Speaking of rivalry games, we'll have that on a Friday as well. Yeah. And, and uh, Raytown South, I think that's, that was their first home playoff game uh, since 2016 last week. And it may be, and, and it may be their first, it will definitely their first playoff game and first playoff win uh, in that game when they beat Van Horn back in 2016, ironically, 
the first season of William Harris when he was at Van Horn, who's now the coach at Raytown South. You're starting to see Raytown South get turned around. Their defense is playing really well. Raytown's a pretty solid football team. Um, they, they've uh, Nate White Bear, their quarterback's really good. Logan Reichert, just outstanding tackle for them. They've got some weapons. So that's definitely going to be one to keep an eye on. You know, Raytown won that pretty easily the first time around, but the second time around is always tougher. Stepping down to class four here in Missouri. I learned something last week, Dion. Uh, I, is it a rule, I guess, in Missouri, if you forfeit, if you get forfeit, it's a 13 nothing victory? Yes, it is 13 nothing if you forfeit. I guess like I see East- that for the regular season in that, like, it helps for points, or I don't know, 13 even matters as much in Missouri anymore, but yeah. has that always been the case? Uh, yeah, it's always been. Thir- I think it's w- when they went to the point system, it was 13. Okay. Um, and so they just stays as a well. two so. or whatever. But I saw the score. I'm like, man, East hung with Smithville, but now they, they forfeited yeah, and Smithville they moved on. They're taking on uh, Van Horn team. Speaking of sneaky teams that uh, had nice seasons, Van Horn's one of those. And then kind of on the top side of that bracket, it's Carney taking on Excelsior Springs. Yeah. And I think, you know, Excelsior Springs is a solid football team. They just played in a, a conference that was. Uh, you know, suburban blue, um, yeah. with teams like Grandview, Kearney, Smithville, uh, Raytown South. I mean, all good. You know, when you're talking about you're playing and you're still playing, and half your conference is still playing. Um, you know, uh, that's a you know the Bill Oots brought up that uh, Platte County, every team they played on their schedule is still playing, with the exception of William Christman, who they beat and knocked out last week. Wow, so that says a lot about your schedule. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think you look at Excelsior the same way. Carney, man, done everything you can ask them to do. Um, the one game against a, a Belton team that got their quarterback back and was playing better, they got down and came back the last week of the season. Now they've had a week off. Uh, you know, it's it's trending towards Kearney Smithville again, but both those teams have got to get past uh, yep. what's in front of them before they get there. All right. So I don't know much about Carl Junction or Nevada. I know how to say Nevada. <laughs> yes. How to pronounce it correctly. But I'm are, are we are we just a matter of you know week plus away from a center Lincoln Prep rematch? possibly Nevada's pretty good. They've been ranked most of the okay. year. Um, and I think that, I think having that game at home is huge for Lincoln prep, making Nevada travel is big instead of going down to Nevada. I've done a basketball game in Nevada. It's kind of this isolated little town. I mean, not little, it's a good sized town. It's a class four town, but uh, I've stopped no, off I, at like a gas station there on the way down to the river to float. But yeah, I've, yeah, I've that's been doing a that's Nevada. They got, yeah. It's a, they have, they had a big old barn gym and it's been, you know, 20 <laughs> years ago when I did that, but um, no, it's uh, they're a pretty good football team. So Lincoln Prep's gonna be challenged. I think center takes care of Hall Junction. I'd, I'd like to hope that we get a Lincoln Prep center rematch. Um, uh, I think that's definitely center's definitely the class of that district, no doubt. Yeah, I'm looking through class three here. Uh, Oak Grove, Pleasant Hill coming up. You have U- University Academy and Odessa. What are, the, what are the better teams in the area out of class three? You like, I think you know, Pl- Pleasant Hill's definitely been in that area right there, been the best team. They only have the one loss to center. Um, and Oak Grove is a young team and it's taking their lumps, but they handled their business. They took care of Northeast last week to get there, but Pleasant Hill handled them pretty easily in the, the regular season. Odessa quietly is playing good football and University Academy has been pretty good all season. Um, got those two losses there late in the season to St. Michael and to uh, Van Horn. So they played some teams that look like Odessa in terms of what they do. So that's, that should help them. And it's a Saturday at University Academy. So we'll see how that goes, but I would likely see an Odessa Pleasant Hill district final next week. East Buck, Mid Buck, we're going to send them play again? Yes. That being said, North Platte has improved. Um, okay. So Mid Buck's got to take care of their business. Rolling with the class one punches here. Well done. Yeah. I mean, they 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 are much improved, at, you know, coming off of where they hadn't won a game to why they have a winning record. Uh, Mid Buck probably should be take care of that business. 
it, in, the, in that bracket right there, the four best teams are still playing um, that have been playing the last half of the season. Penny, who started off not very good, but had been played really well down the stretch against yeah. East Buchanan and then mid Buchanan North Platte. Uh, the other team is still playing for the KCI loss and knocked off a Trenton team that had been ranked. They're playing Lafayette County uh, in the in the Class Two semifinals and Macon is playing Richmond. The other Class Two semifinals. One thing we we didn't talk about the other Class Three uh, bracket is the Midland Empire bracket, which the four teams that have been the best teams in Midland Empire all season long: <clears throat> Maryville, St. Pius, Cameron, and or not Cameron, Savannah and Chillicothe. They're right where we thought they'd be. They're going to battle it out and come out of that district. And the winner of that would play the Pleasant Hill district. Sorry, Kansas Class Three A. I, I ignored you, Bishop Ward. Uh, Bishop Ward, and I get is Wellsville. You would count Wellsville. Close Wellsville. They they've been kind of in our coverage here, but they're just I think on the outside they play in that Pine County. They're undefeated. The Berg, Mike Berg, is their coach. He used to be at Baldwin years ago when Baldwin made the deep semifinal run. Um, he's done a fantastic job coaching there. Um, and so yeah, Wellsville's a pretty good team. Bishop Ward's got Holden. Um, you know they've done everything you can do. They they played. Wellsville's got Hayden. <laughs> And, and Wellsville has Hayden, a smaller so. class powers. Yeah, so I mean they're both playing two of the best programs in Class Three A. So yeah, that's uh, those are d- good games for both those schools. Um, good deal. All right, who's who's some Simone Award guys that could up their stock? You think this week? I know you're you're high on Malik Oatis. Uh He's done playing though, and yeah. so it, there's there can only be guys that can maybe catch up to him in your on your board. Well, I think Bartosh and, and Bell are going head to head. That that game will. Uh, you know, whoever gets another game out of that, um, you know, and Sam Van Dyne, you know, Michael Joe Barnett, their tailback, what is ACL? Not that they don't have another tailback who can run the ball, but they may be a little more pass oriented and he still has yet to throw an interception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 20 touchdowns, no interceptions. So uh, he's definitely, you know, the more games he he gets in there and the t- competition gets tougher, he's going to look good. Stubblefield missed a couple games on the Kansas side. Um, so, you know, but his numbers are still really good. I mean, you, when you put up 300 yards in a game, you can miss a couple games yeah, and still have there. good counting totals. And and uh, definitely if, as his team uh, goes deep, you know, talk about Mill Valley, Hayden Jay, he had the one bad game mm. and it cost him a win. Yeah, um, and just so many other games where he's thrown the ball one time. Yeah, um, so, times. I mean, it's, it's just, you know. They, I mean, last week he was out after three plays. So I, You know, I don't know if he'll make the ballot or even be a final four, but Antonio Harrison at Sumner. It's put up close to 2,000 yards and a lot of touchdowns for that team. That's just a name out there that, you know, to keep mm-hmm. an eye on. Uh, and then, you know, there's some defensive and, you know, offensive line guys, Caden Green from Lee Summit North, that may sneak onto the ballot or, or one of those uh, outstanding defensive ends from uh, North Kansas City, Idrick Hill or uh, P.J. Adebotaway. It's funny. you. I mean, you barely mentioned which is a couple quarterbacks when you ask about Simone. I mean, it's just uh, – it hasn't just been one of those years. quarterback year. Yeah, it's not a huge quarterback year. Though Bartosh, though, though Bartosh Bell and Sam Van Dyne might be three yeah, no, of the four I, finals. It's funny, I still think of Bartosh <laughs> as a running back. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's. When you talk about best football player, man, he he jumps to the forefront. That, a look, totally that's healthy definition too. The Simone Award. It's not just like, hey, I mean, I've always when I always go, I, I I and I look. I, I know there's most and a lot of teams like they're not going to let you play both ways. But I've always admired the guys that play on both sides of the ball do multiple positions and are just football players. Well, the uh, final interception that sealed the game against Rockhurst was pulled in by some guy named Kendrick Bell. There you go. Last week. So, you know, he see it as time goes on, you're going to see guys, you know, stepping out and doing some things they haven't done as if it takes to get them uh, to the next level. Yeah. So, or, you know, the next, next round. So, no, I think, you know, those are some names right there. And, and, you know, if you want to, you know, the receivers are pretty deep over in the Taylor and 
Um, the Buchanan is as deep as it is. The Bell is really deep. There's a lot of good defensive players. Uh, and the Fontana's uh, pretty deep too. There's Fontana's got teams with multiple guys, you know, like center. Um, you know, Easton Rowe, the quarterback at, at Pleasant Hill, Mac Armstrong at Bishop Miege. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Sean Carroll at St. Thomas Aquinas. I mean, the Fontana's pretty deep too. So there's a lot of, a lot of really good players out there. All right, quickly here before we go, we want to run down all the games, or at least I do. On the Kansas side, the only Kansas has moved so far. Yes. I think it's probably going to stay there. Misha way. said no, and then not a very no. nice way. Keisha at least said, okay, no, after 3 p.m. on Tuesday. So I think it's, what do we have here? Is it eight or nine? We'll run down. Olathe West, Blue Valley, 6 a. <clears throat> That's on a Thursday. Olathe South, Olathe Northwest on a Thursday. DeSoto Spring Hill Thursday. Emporia, Blue Valley Southwest Thursday. Chanute at Piper. No, it's going to be Piper. Piper at Chanute. Yeah. Um, and then Atchison, St. James, Lewisburg, and St. Thomas Aquinas. Those are all yep. Thursday night games. It's going to kind of break it up between Thursday and Friday. I just talked to Gary Lezak, who says, hey, it could be only a 50% chance of rain by 7 o'clock or less um, on Friday night. Maybe and a little chilly, a little windy. Increase throughout the rest of the night. So that, that's that's good news. So hopefully we can get all the th- – the rain comes in like at like, you know, midnight on uh, – on on Thursday night and then gets out of here at about five o'clock on Friday. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be. Um, and I know that uh, the one that when you split it into two nights, that allows for more coverage. I mean, between the it two does. of us, we're going we're gonna to have a lot more coverage. And <laughs> a lot you, more coverage. The, the way these schools react to lightning and how they have to now, we could see some games move into lead into Saturday as well. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> no Saturday. Let's be done. Be done by about 9 30 on Friday, so it's all buttoned up before there you I go. We want to button up and uh, watch KCH 41 <laughs> and then check in on prepskc.com for all the scores and the articles on the great stuff you guys do over there. All right, that's it. That's all for Dion. I'm Nick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.